There I was. Sitting in a house. In that house, I had my bed, a couch, a TV. In the first cabinet you open when you walk into my kitchen, 10 different pill bottles for anxiety, depression, sleep. All for one thing. You open my refrigerator. All you saw was pizza rolls, natural light. On the top of the cabinet, there was Jim Bean, Jameson, Jack Daniels, Rum Chata, and Evan Williams. I was going out every night, hanging out with my friends to escape my reality of what is my life. My mother had drove up from Florida to bring me my children because my children were coming back to live with me full time. In that moment when my mother and my kids walked in the house, my mother opened my refrigerator, saw all the medicine that I was taking, and saw how I was living, knowing that I could afford to fill my refrigerator, my freezer, and have my home fully set up, is when... I truly recognized that 2019, I have completely entered a state of spiraling. It's your boy, Shadow Moon. This is the Shadow Moon Podcast. And I'm here with my co-host, the beautiful Milk Marie. And today's episode is about recognizing a spiral. How you doing, Miss Milk? Great, Shadow. How are you? I'm doing good. Woo woo. <laughs> so that little tidbit that I went on in the beginning of this episode was talking about my personal experiences. With spirally. Today I'll be talking about the signs of a spiral and how to recognize when you yourself or someone around you is going through a spiral. Not only is my co-host here to help me talk to you guys about spiraling. She can also speak about spiraling from a medical standpoint because she happens to be a trauma ICU nurse, registered nurse. So she probably sees this all the time. Now, signs that maybe you or someone around you is going 
through a spiral or they're spiraling down are altered sleep patterns. Sleeping too much, hardly sleeping, insomnia, heightened anxiety because of the lack of sleeping, right? Irritability, and that irritability comes from exhaustion and fatigue because they're not getting the rest that they need or they are resting too much. There is there is a chance that you can be exhausted and experience fatigue from sleeping too much, from oversleeping. That's an actual thing. Loss of interest. You know, losing your passions, not wanting to do anything, right? Social withdrawal, loss of sexual desire, right? But a main thing that people don't talk about when it comes to spiraling, because they say the loss of interest, the social withdrawal, but they don't talk about the fact that when people, when some people spiral down, they don't withdraw socially they're going out more they're showing interest in more things right I want to bring to attention before I let um, Milk speak uh, speak on it I want to bring to attention a thing that's called secondhand suicide are you familiar with that Milk? Uh, no secondhand suicide is You want to die, right? But you don't want to take your own life, right? So you start to take more risk and involve yourself in things that could potentially kill you in the hopes that it do. Like out of nowhere getting a motorcycle and driving real fast when it's raining, you know? doing I don't know rock climbing without without a harness for the first time. You get what I'm saying? It's like secondhand suicide, it's a real thing and I've seen a lot of people who are spiraling contribute to that. Hmm. And what I'm what I wanted to really have this episode is because downward spirals they are real people with ADHD experience the constant corrosive emotional distress of wondering what's wrong with them or why they are messed up right and it's like you know that you're, you know that you're not okay, right? But in my opinion, I feel like you're not, most people are spiraling down. They're not, ex, they're not accepting the fact that they are not okay. Or aware. Or they're not aware that they're not okay. So they, I'm just thinking that all these different anxiety, depression, and sleep pills that the military prescribed me, right? I'm just thinking, I'm thinking it's normal until my mother, who's a whole clinical social worker looking at him, was like, 
Why do you have this one if this one does the same exact thing? Why do you have that one if that one does what this one does? Why do you have one to help you sleep, but then at the same time you have one to help you not sleep so much? What's going on, right? And it made me realize, like, hold up. All this stuff is contradicting each other, you know? What's really going on with me? You know what I mean? I I got to this point where, like, my kids were gone. First time, first time in their life, I went a whole year. Not, not six months, not nine months, no, a whole year. I didn't see my kids. I didn't hug my kids. I didn't hold my kids, right? Where I was in the military was, even though I got out 2022, back 2019, what was going on in the military, I didn't know if I was one foot, one foot in the military, one foot out. My everything, everything around me was crashing down. And a year prior to that, a year prior to that, the person that I, I that I was with and that I've been with since 2013, 2014, right? So from being from switching to adulthood to being in my mid-20s, we weren't together no more. You know? And a lot of things happened. Not speaking too much on that because I'm not going to, I'm trying to move forward and I'm not going to talk on the, the shortcomings of somebody else. That's not my style, but I'm saying on both parts, there were, there were things that contribute to the self-destruction of us each, I should say. And I never gave myself to process that as well as process the fact that a a couple years before that, I lost my grandmother. Then again, while I was in the military dealing with the stress of everything that was going on in the military, I lost my other grandmother, the grandmother who was like a teacher to me who taught me a, a lot. But to get back on to to get back on the topic, I didn't recognize I was spiraling down. I thought I was fine. I was like, nah, I'm more social than I was. I'm going out with my boys. I'm doing this. But then I then I had to realize I was never really the type. I didn't really like going out. I was in Nashville every weekend on Broadway. That's not me. I don't like to go out. I don't like to drink like that all the time. And I was drinking a lot. I was, I was putting, I was putting liquor down. I was mixing light and dark. I hate beer, but I was going through 32 packs and I don't even like beer. I don't like the taste. It all tastes like deer piss to me, you know? And I had a lot of people around me that were 
enabling my spiral. I had a lot of people around me that was like, nah, let's go out, ball out, ball out. And one weekend, right, this was, actually, this was 2018. And one weekend, I spent $6,000 in three days. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I spent $6,000 on alcohol and a casino. So, I want to I want to talk to Milk. What what are other ways within yourself or within someone else you feel you you recognize that someone is spiraling down or they may be entering that realm of spiraling so you know this subject i'm going to be completely transparent in my thoughts i don't know a lot about this subject i do but i don't so you've got to understand i know a lot about it from my personal life but as far as a professional life i only get them after they've spiraled and hit bottom you know what i mean I usually get them when they crash. So, what is not, because I know I'm not going into too much detail because I know, but what what is that like? Which part? What do you, what do you see from, from these? Because a lot of people, they get pulled out of a spiral. Uh, if the, a lot of people get pulled out of a spiral before they get there. They don't know what rock bottom like real rock bottom is like rock bottom. Like, no, I can give you a story. I think a perfect example comes to my mind and I won't give too much information because you know, that's against my ethical beliefs as a nurse, but, um, and obviously my licensure, but (laughs) I had a patient who was a young girl and she had hit her, her rock bottom. She was about 26. Mm -hmm. Have two or three children, I believe, and the realization of how sad this world is. She had her throat cut from ear to ear. She had a needle with Molly in it in her stomach on one side, and a needle in her stomach on the other side of Narcan. So she knew she was addicted. She'd spiraled down so bad that she, I don't know the circumstances or what had taken place prior, but she was obviously trying to reverse her choice to use drugs because she had the Narcan in her body. But the only thing I could think of at the time was what happened to this young lady that she's here. You know, and not a lot of nurses think like that. I hope they do, but I, I've come to the realization that that's just not reality. Um, but for myself, what brought her here? What brought you here? What trauma and what could I have done better as a nurse to help prevent this or go forward in helping prevent situations like this? Because people are spiraling down and it's out of control. The drug pandemic, just everything. It's sad. Um, but her rock bottom was, it, it took me to a place where I was thinking about my own life. Right. You know, and 
at any point in life, we all go through trials and tribulations. Absolutely. And we may not even recognize our own spiraling down. And then because it's, it's, it's like this, right? I feel like especially. Did I answer your question? Yeah. Okay. I feel like especially trauma nurses, the therapists, the psychiatrists and stuff like that, right? I feel like their mindset. Yeah, I know that's this how y'all make money, but I feel like the, your the mindset should be a year or two from now. I shouldn't still be talking to you, right? I feel like a, a trauma nurses their their mindset should be like when I come to work, there should be. I should never see the same people. You should never see the same people. Exactly. Like I, I have feel had like multiple patients. Right. Or like their mindset should be, when I come to work, there should be eight beds empty. There should be, I know that's not realistic, but you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, because you got to think like this, right? Think about all the steps. Let's talk about, I'm not talking about people who go out there and they get injured, like severely and they end up in a, ICU. I'm talking about eight out of my 10 patients uh are frequent flyers, usually drug addicts, suicidal, you know, things. So so it's mentally and is is mentally. That's what I'm talking about from a, from the mental aspect. I feel like all the steps with rehab, with talking to therapists and all that, right? These, these steps should be preventing these these individuals from ending up in Milk's hospital. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Let's just say a, a hypothetical example. Okay. You have a single mother that's trying to raise her two kids that works crazy amount of hours just to support her children, does the best she can, has no support, and and suffers from, let's say she's a nurse. Let's say she suffers from her own anxiety and depression just from trying to take care of everyone in the world around her and her patients and her children. You know what I mean? Right. How is she supposed to make time to go to therapy? How is she supposed to find him or her, you know, whoever we're speaking on? How are, and that's a lot of the fault, the, the thing. We work so hard and we push ourselves so hard and our resources are so thin. It, it's not an easy thing to do. And that's why... Maybe that's an excuse. That's... But, well, no, it's not, a, it's not an excuse. Because that's where... It goes like this, Right. And not even talking from that aspect. Let's go from an aspect. A lot of people don't like to go and talk to people. Especially people they don't know. Right? There, I found, because I'm going to tell, I'm going to be honest. Therapy has never worked for me. That you know of. Why has it never, why has it never worked for me? Like, I'm talking about therapy, whereas going to actually sit with a person. Why? Is because psychology, it it was it was my forte. Is what I is what I went and studied, right? 
So as soon as I, I as as soon as I felt like, all right, y'all just hitting me with this textbook stuff like that, I tuned them out. I had to find now. This is just this was what worked for me. Not saying it's gonna work for you, not saying it's gonna work for everybody. If you need to go talk to someone, go talk to someone. Therapy helps people. At the same time, it doesn't help everybody. Even social media now is a form of even therapy. yeah. So me personally, I found me meditating, me being one with my spirituality, me doing things that make me happy, that helped me. My children helped me, right? Because I never wanted to be that person who let my kids or let my loved ones down because of my own personal demons. You know? My my children... They have nothing, they have nothing to do with my own personal demons. My woman has nothing to do with my own personal demons. That's a battle that I'm fighting, that I'm fighting. I'm not saying that I'm fighting it myself because yes, my woman is is here to help me anywhere I need, but at the at the end of the day, right? Some battles you do some at the end of the day they can they can help you but when you when you go into that when you go into that last battle right when you go into a battle it still comes down to they're in your corner or they're they're in there they're in there fighting other demons for you you still have that one demon that you have to fight yourself you know it's like this. Think about I I saw this. I saw this um I've been seeing this trend. I've been seeing this trend. It's the scene from the Game of Thrones where Jon Snow, he thinks he has to fight this whole army by himself. He pulls out his sword and he's getting ready to fight as they're on the horses coming and then a whole army comes from behind him and starts to help him, right? And they say and it was like when my wife or when my husband think he has to fight these demons alone. You're right. You're, you're there to help them, right? But I wish the scene, I wish the scene, they would have showed more because there's still, there were still soldiers, there was still enemy that Jon Snow had to fight by himself, even though the army was right there with him fighting, but individually he had his own to sit there and fight while they're helping him fight the other ones. Yes, they're helping you, they're helping you in the war, Right? But a lot of the battles you have to fight alone. They can your certain people, certain loved ones, therapists, all that. They can help. They can help you win the war, right? But just like in every in every war, there's some battles that you're gonna lose. There's some battles that you got to do alone. And I feel like I feel like that's the problem. I feel like that's a problem. I don't feel you should ever have to do anything alone. And that's why people spiral because they are alone or feel that they are fighting alone. You're right. I agree with you. I agree with you there to a point. But I'm saying like, 
take about like this. Here's another reason why people spiral. That is that is the reason why. Yes. So there's different type of spiraling. You got people who's been who's feel alone and been alone, feel like they've been alone their whole life. So they're doing it on their own. Right. And that gets tiring. You get wear down. Yes. But also you have those you have those people that spiral because their whole life, all they had were people to help them. So when they have to do something on their own, they can't handle it. They can't do it. They get depressed. They start to spiral down. I feel like to a point, everyone should help everybody. But I feel like to a point, everyone should have a, a some type of sense of independence. You know? <clears throat> because it's like in this. In an ideal world. Well, yeah, in an ideal world. But I mean like this, right? If I'm fighting, if I'm fighting depression, right? Most people who are depressed don't even realize they're depressed. Right. Most people who are depressed don't realize they're depressed. And I think like the majority of the population fights with depression. Look at what we're going through. And then, but like, let me tell you this. Let me ask you this, right? Not tell you this. Let me <clears> ask <throat> you this. Excuse me. So, I'm helping you with your, I'm helping you, you're feeling depressed. You recognize you feel depressed or I recognize you feel depressed. So I'm trying to help you through it, right? Then I have to go to work, right? Or I'm asleep and you're up. And you're thinking about those things, right? Yeah, I wake up. I could, I could comfort you. I could help you. Da da da. Right? When I'm at work, if I'm on break or something like that, or I got time, I could talk to you. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you still have that moment, right? Where it's just you and those thoughts. You know? And it's like this. You know that I'm there, right? But every battle you go through, I can't be there. You get what I'm saying? I do. I understand. So, and then it's like, and then that's when it comes to the fact like this. A lot of people, they will see that someone spiraling down, right? And like I was saying, there was a whole bunch of people around me that was enabling it. Nah, let's keep going out. Let's keep doing that, right? People will recognize, people will recognize a spiral, right? And I'm not going to say all people, but I'll say, let me change it. Some people will recognize that someone around them is spiraling, right? And do nothing to help. They will legit ignite that spiral. You know? Like, it's crazy. You said you said social media is a form of um is a form of therapy, but also that a social media not, could be a not therapy in essence. Well, not therapy in that it could it could be it helps some people. I just mean talking about things. Yeah, talking about things. But I see in some cases where social media can ignite that spiral. You know what I mean? Absolutely, it can go either way. It depends on how you use it. Yeah, because it's like this. It's like if I'm in if I'm if I'm on if I see somebody they make a post on Facebook or something like that. About oh they're just gonna drink, drink all the pain away or, or Snapchat or their own live on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, something like that, and they're just drinking, drinking, taking shots, 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 right? When I first come in there and they're like, yeah, let's take a shot, I'll be like, all right, take one with you, right? After that second, third, fourth one, my whole thing 
you see a whole bunch of people like, yeah, let's keep drinking. Me? I'm about to be like, yo, yeah, it seemed like you're having a good time, but are you good? Like, are you are you good? Are you fine? They're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm be, and I'm gonna be like, all right, maybe they just having a good time, right? Now I come back in there two, three hours later, and it's like six a.m. and they haven't slowed down, right? Nah, homie, are you good? What's going on? You know what I mean? Cause I don't. This is this is this is how I feel, right? Anybody, and it's not just with alcohol, this is with drugs or anything like that. Anybody who starts drinking or doing any type of drugs or anything like that at freaking let's say noon. Let's give let's say they they're they're functional human beings from the moment they wake up, then noon, they you know what I mean? To 6 a.m. or 8 a.m., you know. Yo, you're you're trying, you're you're trying, in my opinion, something. you're trying to escape something. It's like the same thing. If I see if if I see you, if I see a person open a pack of cigarettes on Monday, right? Then Wednesday I see them opening a new pack of cigarettes, right? First thing I'm gonna first thing I'm gonna say is like, yo, what stress you got in your life mm-hmm. that it's Wednesday and you're Already on a new pack. You just smoked a whole pack in two days. What's going on? Because I I look at with because of my personal experience with like spiraling with like mental health and stuff like that. I look at different signs as like what you got going on, you know? Because. How many times in your life have you been going through something, right? And someone came up to you and be like, yo, are you good? You're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And they're like, nah, you not. Because what you're doing right now, you're on your, you're on your ninth Red Bull in an hour. You, you, you walked outside to hit that vape 32 times in the last 40 minutes. You drinking, you drinking, you drinking coffee, you drinking coffee like, you drinking coffee like Tony Montana doing a line of coke. Like, <laughs> what's going You're on? You're talking about every trauma ICU nurse I've ever met. Well, so I mean, let's rephrase this. I'll say, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, I get that. That's different. Cause you know, yeah, you're, yeah. That's like a high stress job, like being in the military, all the shit you got. Yeah. And if I, you work night shift, you show me one nurse that doesn't, well, you know, let me rephrase that. Show me, it's a, it's, they drink in the morning cause it's their night. But I'm, but what I'm saying is <clears throat> let's, let's take that, let's take that aspect out of it. Right. Let's say you, you've been off for three days. You're on your, you're on your, your third day off. Right. And you don't have to work the next day. Maybe you have, you're on your third day off, but maybe you have three more days off. So you've, you've had two days to unwind and chill out and get back, right? Mm-hmm. And on your third day, it's 8 a.m. You're on your ninth Red Bull, right? 
and you're cracking no, you know, and you're making like your third mix drink. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. You, you, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Absolutely. So, so let's take the let's take the let's take the aspect of understandable circumstances. Understandable circumstances out of the picture. Let's say you're legit at home, right? And let's take out the aspect. It's different if you're having a cookout, if you're playing cards, you have friends over. It's just you and one of your friends. And y'all legit is just sitting at the house, right? They had, they've had two mixed drinks and four beers, right? You've had six mixed drinks and a whole case of beer to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, would you feel like your friend side-eyeing you like, motherfucker, are you all right? Like, we just vibing. <laughs> we playing, we're, we're playing Mortal Kombat. No, let's take Mortal Kombat out of that. We're playing Mario Kart. There ain't nothing stressful about this game. It's just me and you chilling here. You're on four mixed drinks and a whole case of beer. I'm on two mixed drinks and three beers. <laughs> What? You get what I'm saying? I do. And then it's like this. You know... You know who... You know who... I feel... Are... Crying out that they may be spiraling? Is this... Because this is how I know this. One of the other reasons I know is I was spiraling. I'll be like... I'll tell someone, I'll be like, yeah, I miss my kids, my, my, um, my my military career is going down the toilet, I'm home alone all the time, I'm single, none of my relationships working out, you know, but I'm about to ball the fuck out, I still got my hair, and laugh, right, Mm -hmm. and then everybody laugh. And then, like, that, that for me, that, when I realized I was doing that, I was like, damn, they not even noticing. I'm Because it's like this. In every joke, there's some truth. You know? I just sat there and laid out everything that was wrong with, wrong with me, right? But so I didn't want people to know, I made sure I threw that joke in the end. Everybody laughed, and then they just, it just slid past all this. Like, yo, you just said some fucked up shit. But, oh, you just slid, you just made humor. You know what I mean? And I noticed a lot of people who really be going, going through shit. This is, this is, this is a person that's going through some shit. Adversity or something traumatic happens in their life, right? And as soon as it happens, they make a joke about it. That's a motherfucker that's going through shit. They are they 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 are going through something. Like some people just have that kind of sense of humor. Yeah, some people yeah, you're right. Some people have that sense of humor. But who has that sense of humor? People who've been through so much shit that all they what what's the <laughs> saying? Laugh. What's they saying? <laughs> I gotta laugh to keep from crying, you know? Think about it like this. Like have you ever watched like a comedian like seriously talk about their life? Mm-hmm. Mo- and if you notice, most comedians, when they talk about their life, their life is is they they went through some shit. Like 
Oh, we we watched that. Um, who was it? They did the comedy special, but they was talking about their life. Um, you know, I'm terrible with names. Monique. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It was to the point where like that. that that's kind of depressing. It was kind of depressing. <laughs> like like she was making jokes, but it was like, damn, this is kind of intense. What? Came home to the people. People, you say your family broke and they're gambling right here. It's kind of intent. You like, and you were in like special education, right? And then you're sitting here, and then you, then it made me sit and think like that. Like, yeah, it wasn't funny. I got depressed watching it. Think about, think about, like, let me give you another thing. People didn't recognize the spirals. I'll give you two, two examples: Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington. Chris Cornell was the lead singer of um, Audio Slave and Soundgarden, I believe. Kurt Cobain, lead singer of Nirvana. Chester Bennington was the lead singer of um, the lead singer of Linkin Park. Most people that have music like that, musicians that have that kind of musical um, inspiration, like if you listen to their music and poets... They're, they're, they they're, feel deep. Yeah. And they and, need people like you and people that can can see these spirals. People need somebody. But, but think about think about it. How most people cause like even me, I'm not I'm not famous. But people's like, nah, you in the military, you got two beautiful kids, you're doing this, you're fine. There's no way you should be going through it. What do you think they said about um Kurt Cobain, Chester Bennington, and Chris Cornell? What they're famous musicians. They got all this great music. They got a great band. There's no way they're going through it. What happened? They took they took um they took their lives. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. My favorite rest in peace. His rest in peace. Rest in peace to all, all of them. them yeah. Robin Williams. His catalog alone. Patch Adams. Patch Adams. Goodwill hunting, right? funniest man not in America in the world you would look at the stuff he do even his even the stuff that's more that's like his drama film you look at it like that this right there has to be like the happiest man on the world look what happened you know take it take it Jim Carrey remember Jim Carrey, he speaks on it a lot. Remember, he said he had to take a he had to take a step back. Remember, Jim Carrey took a step back for acting for a long time. He recognized his spiral. He recognized that when he had for his own peace, you know. And that's what I'm saying. People have to recognize this. People have to. I love when people recognize their own spiral, and they take the step. To fix themselves, you know, because you say the especially like the celebrities, especially like people that's that's out here. Like I'll even give like politicians that's out here doing things for other people to bring joy to help other people. Right? They never take time for themselves. They keep going. They keep giving and giving and giving and giving. Right? Until they get burnt out. I don't call anyone, especially 
because anyone who who who, who takes their own life is because they're going through mental mental health. I don't say they don't. I don't say now this. When I say this, I'm saying like if you if you feel these thoughts, you need to talk to someone. You need to you need to you need to you need to have a professional, right? But someone someone when Chester when Chester Bennington when he took his life, I forgot who said it, but it was another celebrity. He said something that resonated with me. He said, "I don't." I don't think he's a coward. I don't think he's weak. He's been fighting this battle all his life. And he was fighting the battle all the way up until until he couldn't fight it no more. Because think about it. A, A person who's going through any mental health, any anything like that. Who wakes up, even if they wake up and brush their teeth and get back in bed, right? That, that, and that right there, that, that's a battle that they just won. They actually got up out of bed. Yes, all they did was brush their teeth and get back in bed. But any person who's going through mental, mental pain, mental anguish, who, who can get up and get the motivation to do anything, no matter how small, no matter how big, right? That is big, you know, because I've been there where I didn't get out of bed. I, 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 I stayed in bed. I got food delivered, then text my neighbor, hey, the door's unlocked. Can you bring my food to me? You know what I mean? Where I just sat in bed. Where I was in the same thing for a week. You know? It's like... These battles... These battles, they don't they don't stop. Yeah, in a, in a perfect world, you come and you, you go and you talk to your psychiatrist. Then a year or two... Or something like that. Oh, I'm cured. I'm good. I don't need the pills. I don't need this no more. You know what I mean? But in reality, if we being realistic, it's a it's a daily battle. It's a battle every millisecond, every second, every minute, every hour. You know? They don't just the they don't just it doesn't just go away, you know, and that's why I hate when people say if you got mental problems is this is this is that, especially if you're a man, you should know. No. It's not a it's not a it's not a cut. You can't just put bacitracin on it in a Band-Aid and then it's going to heal. Mental mental that's not, mental health is not a mental health is not a broken bone. It's not a fracture. You know, it's not something that after a couple, after a couple, that's like this. That's like when people say, yeah, this person close to you, they died, they passed away. But a year from now, two years from now, you're going to be completely healed. No, you're not. That affects you mentally. You're always going to feel that. 
You know, it's always going to be a daily battle. Some days are easier than others. Some when you get to a Yes, when you get to a certain when you get to a certain month or a certain year. Yeah, you're doing better. You're functioning better. Right. But does that mentally take it away? You know, Mm-mm. it's like this. Like when someone's told, told, tells me, oh, yeah, I used to suffer from depression. I I look at them sideways. What do you mean you used to suffer from depression? You know? Because if you let, let me say it like this. This is my opinion only. If you're actually diagnosed with depression, right? That's not something that like, oh, yeah, I'm not depressed no more. <laughs> I I went and got married. I had kids. I'm not I'm not depressed no more. No. You're happy. You can be happy and depressed. You can be happy and have anxiety, you know? It's like when people be like, oh, I used to have ADD or ADHD. I don't have it no more. What? You know, is that how that works, Milk? Mm-mm. You know, you you know what I mean. What what's your what do you what you guys what you got to say? On spiraling. On anything that yeah, spiral anything. I don't know. That's that's a hard subject for me, and it's hard for me not to speak personally, professionally. It's hard for me all the way around because I obviously personally have my own depression and anxiety and then you know my job contributes a lot to it also but it's uh, I've been taking little things here and there and trying to push others to see what opened my eyes because I'm kind of stubborn so I feel like whatever helped me I can use those tools to help others you know and breathing meditation you have some very good outlooks with spirituality and the way you deal and cope with things. Um, and you've actually, some of your thoughts have actually helped me see things in myself that I didn't even see. Like you said earlier, I take medicine to sleep. I'm a night shift nurse, so obviously I need to sleep at weird hours. So I saw myself taking a prescription to sleep, band-aiding the fact that I was saying, oh, it's because I work these weird hours, but then I'm taking, drinking 25 Red Bulls and trying to stay awake. You know what I mean? Like, and I try to keep it out of that realm. Like it's okay and it's not okay, but at the same time, it's not healthy. And And then it's like this, right? Let's be honest, as adults, but being, a, though? being a adult is hard as shit. It is. Dealing with the dealing with the dealing with life, dealing with it. And that's you you know you you cause you know, right? I feel like depression in, in adults is way higher than 
the depression in kids. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because I feel like let kids be kids. Be a kid as long as you can. Because in reality, though. In, in reality, like in, yes, I know kids go through it, especially of course. In this world, in this day and age, that's not. And it's and I think unfortunately, part of, I think part of the reason is because is like our parents, our parents don't prepare us. School definitely, they do their best, but school definitely don't prepare us. Is there anything that's ever going to really be able to prepare you for anything, though? Well, yeah, nothing, nothing's going to, nothing's going to, like, you can never fully be prepared for anything. You can never fully be prepared. But I mean, you can, it's like this, right? Let me give you an example. If you're, where do you think you would be today, right? If your parents or if in school, right, there was a there was a class about adulting. I would be a whole lot more prepared than I am. Where do you think you would be right now if at a young age not at a young age at an age between adolescence and becoming an adult, your parents talk to you about mental health? Or there was a there was a class. I'm not saying in middle school or elementary. I'm saying there was a class in high school that like really dug deep on mental health. Right. Why do we have 25 English classes and no classes that pertain to real life? Why? Yeah. Why do we have? Why do we have like? Why do we have 82 math classes? <laughs> right. But we don't have a class. We don't have a class that says, "Hey, this these are how- the, these are the signs of." you spiraling down or these are the signs that you might have anxiety or you might have you might have depression or you you remember when I because I remember when I was younger everybody had ADD or ADHD mm-hmm. they didn't really rem- you you got you gotta you gotta think now you know what's so good about now in the, the this day and age they're fully now Digging into mental health, they need to because you remember. Look, think about like this: when when, when we were coming up, right? Mm -hmm. It's you either you're fine. You had too much sugar. You're just hyperactive. Or if you (laughs) or if you did go or if you did go and get oh you have ADHD. Oh, you have oh. You're not depressed, it's anxiety. You know what I mean? Because people think depression and anxiety is the same thing. Or you're no. just overly emotional. You're just overly you're emotional. You're dramatic. Right. And then it then and then they band-aid everything with a pill now. Right. Everything gets a pill. You could have a foot ache and, and come out of there with a script. But, but think about it like this, right? Remember, coming coming up for us, depression was just depression. You'll be fine tomorrow. Shake yeah. it off. You're tough. Like you remember, you remember growing up. You remember ever hearing the term "Oh, you have chronic depressive disorder." Mm-mm. That you get what I'm saying. Now they're now they are they're fully getting the scope of it. It's not just oh, you're just emotional about this. That's why you're depressed. You're gonna be fine. No, people people are now in a constant chronic. State of anxiety, state of depression, state of they do go hand in hand. Though. They yeah, they do go hand in hand. Most times, if you have, if you most times, 
if you have chronic depressive disorder, you have anxiety as well. But I'm saying like, is is now they're starting to realize that no, it's not just it's not just oh, you you have this because of this. Is no because of because of what's going on in your mind because of how how your how your individual brain works differently from others cuz everybody brains works differently you're in a chronic state of depression and anxiety you're in a chronic state of you know there's a um you know they have you know there's a ADHD um disorder that's you know how you have OCD, right? Mm-hmm. And they say that's a uh, OCD is a form of um. Help me out. It's a form of um. Well, I can't think of it right now. But you know they have a a form of OCD, right? That has to do with music. Well, it's just obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah. It can have it, you can have obsessive compulsive disorder and have a compulsion to anything, right. music to something as stupid as you know, not stupid, but something as minute as touching doorknobs. It's just whatever you obsess about. But think about think about it like this, right? Coming up, right? A person who has an obsession with with touching doorknob doorknobs, right? They would have took that serious. That's like, okay, that's a that's a problem, right? But think about when we were younger. If someone said, "Oh, they have a they have a, a obsessive compulsion to listen to music," right? People would have side eyed that. I mean, I still. I, but it's <laughs> a it's a it's a it's an actual thing. That's fine, and there's a lot of things that are actual things. Do I agree with it? Do I, in my own opinion, do I think that it's uh, no? I I mean, think about what you're talking about, though. You're talking about obsessive compulsive disorder so you're obsessing over a compulsion that you have to listen to music right but who doesn't want to listen to music but also think about think about <laughs> now, it like this it's what it, it's what how you do it that makes it a disorder versus something that so yeah exactly because think about this i was reading i was reading it the other day right there are people out there right that if they don't listen to music at least and I mean at least an hour a day they're in a chronic mode of anxiety okay let me cut you off real quick that's just like meditating that's just like deep breathing you know what I mean that is your your calm some people need a calm does it mean it's an a disorder no that's just their go-to like i i but i'm saying when it when it when it come ooh, here's another thing right so getting back on like talking the about spiraling. Like the spiraling and things mm-hmm. like that right so people they spiral down and they get they may get hooked on like alcohol drugs like that right so, it's a band-aid so, but th- so think like this, and I know you've probably seen it, right? The the woman who get pregnant while they're alcoholics or while they're on drugs, right? And now they give birth to that baby, 
right? Fetal alcohol withdrawal. Yeah. And then it's like, now it's like, of course, it's, it's a baby. It don't know. It don't know that it's going through withdrawals. It doesn't know it. It has this. It just. It knows it. It knows it. It needs. It, the baby knows they need something that they're not getting. You know what I mean? And it's like because of that, it causes other things in their life. You know, right. like for example, like. You know what they tell you know what they tell me all the time? Like you know you know what you know another reason why I stopped talking like I stopped going to see like talking to people like professionals and stuff. They said, "Oh, you you going through depression, you have anxiety cuz you're premature." I said, "What? What does me being born 2 months early have to do with you know what I mean?" Like, why does it, why, why does there have to, why does there have to be a reason for me? Because it's like this, even though my spiral happened because I was alone, this was the first time I was away from my kids. My, my career was going, my career was going down the toilet, right? It's a whole bunch of people who go through that, right? And they're completely fine. So why why would like why was it, why did that have to be my reasoning for going? Why couldn't it just be a simple fact that like that there's just something in me, right? That I'm in a constant state of anxiety. Your coping mechanisms. You know, can I bring up something before I, I forget back to what you were saying about the classes and preparing people for adulthood? you know, with all, you know, classes and education and things like this at an early age. It's funny that you say that because you've got to remember mental depression, mental history, usually it's, or mental disorders usually stem from family history. So you're expecting people to give you coping mechanisms and teach you about things that they suffer from themselves and probably don't even know that they suffer from. That's valid. Do you You're see right. what I'm saying? So yeah. how can we expect to for our parents and our parents' parents to give us tools to better equip us it for go, handling situations in it life? Go, when, it go. You're right because it goes back to the to the saying. There's not there's not a right way to parent, but there is a wrong way to parent. Which is there's obviously there's a wrong way to parent like. Abusing your kids. No, I'm saying you just don't show up. (laughs) Or yeah, I'm saying, but there's like, there is no, there is no, there is no right way. There is no right way to parent. There's, there's definitely a wrong way to parent, but there's no. As long as you do the best you can. As long as you do the best you can. As long, because it's like this. Our, our parents weren't equipped with what we're equipped with now for our children. You know, I don't blame my parents for not being equipped with the things that I'm equipped now. But the back then, times back then, are different and the world's battles are different and the things they have to deal with are different. Think about right. it, you know, uh, but either way it goes, spiraling needs to be made more aware. I didn't realize the actual definitions of what a spiral was. Everybody probably has their own methods of spiraling also. And that's it. 
recognizing spiraling in yourself and recognizing spiraling in someone else. I'm so glad we're running out of time here, but I'm so glad that y'all tuned in and I have my co-host Milk Marie. And this has been Shadow Moon and Milk Marie on the Shadow Moons podcast.